right now so that's why Gabriel is the way he is um are you well are you good yeah I think I had a double this morning so I'm feeling a little edgy let me have a single um yeah let's just take a, a deep breath in Yeah. Is it possible to wait hopefully for the future while choosing to live mindfully in the present? Let's just close our eyes for a moment. I want you to take your two fingers, your middle finger and your pointing finger, and I want you to just try and find your pulse for a moment. It's in your neck or on your heart or on your arm and just try and and hear your heart beat through your fingers then I want you to breathe deeply through your nostrils and out through your mouth just find a good rhythm it's four seconds in, four seconds out. I want you to be aware of the oxygen filling your nostrils as you breathe in. And I want you to be aware of the carbon dioxide that you're breathing out. I want you to feel it actually exiting your mouth. I want you to take note of the feeling between your fingers and your skin. 
What does it feel like? What do you feel like? What do you sound like? What does it feel like to be you? I just want to remind you to be grateful, to honor the present moment that you're in. To give your body the the honor it deserves for bringing you here this morning. You don't have to tell your heart to beat. You don't have to tell your lungs to breathe. The Father has already commanded it within you. And your body is already actioning a word from the Lord so naturally. good to practice mindfulness and to center yourself again. Yeah, just kind of open yourself up to Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's such a gift to truly give yourself the moment that you're in. We're so pulled to the past and so cool to the future and there's this anxiety overwhelming us so it's good to practice this if you have to do it a few times a day <coughs> or before a big meeting or on your drive home from work or your drive to work very passionate about the bible and Romans has been a chapter that has just kind of naturally been highlighted this month. I know that Leanne um, mentioned it last week as well as, as Caleb. And the Lord just sent me back to it this week. And I want to be reading, or I am going to be reading from Romans 12, The Transforming Power of the Gospel. This letter is 2,000 years old, and it was penned by Paul and inspired by the Holy Spirit. While preaching in Corinth, Paul dictated this letter, and Tertius wrote it down for him. And Phoebe delivered it to the Roman believers. Rome was a very influential city at that time um, and Paul also didn't he hadn't actually ever been to Rome and he was going to one day be martyred in Rome so imagine the love that he placed in this letter for the people of Rome even though not knowing that he was going to be martyred by the same people years later Phoebe outstanding woman in the church she was strong and capable and a brave woman, obviously, because she would have to travel. Let's get there. 
she would have to travel quite far from Corinth to Rome. It's good for us to visualize what, what has gone before us so we can honor the text and just say thank you to, to Phoebe, Phoebe for that journey. She would have to have walked, she would have to have gone on a boat, um, yeah, and then walked quite a lot to deliver this letter um, into, into the Roman church. So some say Phoebe looked like that. <laughs> I say she looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the joy and the revelation that came over the Church of Rome when they read this letter? I don't know if you know, but the book of Romans has caused many reformations and revivals that have been birthed all over the world. So let's read. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautifully satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Paul's gospel is a gospel of grace and of glory. As you read that, it can become such a mantra for your own life. When you receive the grace of God by faith, righteousness is immediately birthed within your life. We are righteous by Christ. The love of God is so rich, it leaves our hearts full of heaven. The love of God is so rich, it leaves our hearts full of heaven. When we believe in Jesus, he pours his Holy Spirit into our hearts until every sense of abandonment leaves us. When you are covered by the Holy Spirit, it is the most comforting experience. You can never feel more comforted when you are experiencing Holy Spirit. We become children of God, sons and daughters of glory, and the truth sets us free. So how to live a present, authentic self intentionally. That's what I'm talking about this morning. How do we live our life present, authentic to yourself and intentionally? Brene Brown has this amazing quote. Choosing to be curious is choosing to be vulnerable because it requires us to surrender to uncertainty. And choosing to be curious is choosing to be vulnerable because it requires us to surrender to uncertainty. I'm going to read you a bit of what I wrote in my diary. Glimpse into my life. 
It started on a coffee date with my husband. It was the beginning of the year, a fresh start coming out of one of the most difficult, challenging years of my life. Full-time mom to a newborn and a two-year-old. A challenge I walked into with open arms and heart. It broke me daily and lifted me to new heights. The highs and lows of parenting are exhausting and thrilling. The demanding, never-ending needs of little children. Biting, hitting, screaming, crying, laughing, dancing, hugging, kissing. Biting, hitting, screaming, crying, laughing, dancing, and so it goes. I had my head down and strapped in survival mode. I had longed for something more, more time, more space, more joy, more patience, more sleep, less clutter, less anxiety, less sugar, less surviving and more thriving. Okay, so it started on a coffee date with my husband. We got babysitters for the kids and escaped to talk, dream and cast vision. It was January this year. We started to become curious. Curious about each other's dreams and our own. We asked each other the question, what is your dream? What do you want from this life? What do you want for our kids? What do we want our lives to look like? What is the culture of our family? And how do we align our values to that? We then wrote down our answers and put a plan in action to achieve these goals, dreams, and values. We decided what was important to us and that we needed to be intentional about living our lives or else society was going to continue to make our decisions for us and we will get so wrapped into the way that things are done that we never actually live our lives. The end. Or is it just the beginning? Mm. So this is a revelation that we had at the beginning of the year was if we weren't going to take control of our lives and the decisions that we were going to make, that society was going to determine what our lives were going to look like. Mm. And from everything from what we wear to what we eat, to how we raise our children, to how we spend our resources, our time, our money, uh, where we are generous, um, if generous at all, um, who are our friends, and how we engage in those friendships. So with this act of curiosity, it opens something up for us. And Something that we realized over that time, over the two hours that we spent just talking to one another was that time was the most important thing that we could ever have, that we could ever have for ourselves and that we could ever give to each other. So we wrote down that to-do list and we managed to achieve all the things that we wrote down in the first two months of the year. So our vision, our big vision, it's for both of us not to have to work in the next 10 years. So that would be looking like investing our time, our resources intentionally now so we can spend time together intentionally and authentically later. So it's not that we would retire early or not to work, but it would still be that we would love to work, but put our heart, our energy into the things that we love to do not the things that we have to do. That we could get inspired about raising our children in different ways. And that would just look very, very different. They say that you only get 18 summers with your children. And when you think about it that way, it seems very short. 
and there was a moment that Dom and I were looking over our children while they were sleeping one night and they started filling up the cot and it scared us a little. We were like, what's happening? These kids are just growing too quickly. We need to be seizing this moment. We need to be living intentionally. So it's about staying curious, asking yourself the questions and being vulnerable to risk even though you don't know the outcome. We have no idea what our lives are going to look like in 10 years. We might be financially stable enough to, to be giving our resources in, into places that we love. Or we might be in the same place but with the same vision. But we are willing to be curious. We are, we are willing to, to be vulnerable and to risk because it's worth it. And we only have one life. So curious would be number one. Number two would be surrender. So if you go back to Romans, let's quickly read that again. That's not the I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart, for this becomes your genuine expression of worship. So when we stop and we breathe and we let go of the clutter in our minds and our hearts, we are able to clearly see the love of God for ourselves and for others. So just now when we, when we stopped, you are able to see clearly. We are very unfortunate to live in a generation that's so self-obsessed and needs serious, authentic brain surgery to recorrect our mind frames. Minimalism is the very big word right now. Our culture is drawn towards decluttering and throwing away stuff and reorganizing. But we ask ourselves why, because there is a deep desire for simplicity. There's a deep desire to bring things back. Who has decluttered in the last two months? Yeah. So we can begin in our wardrobe. We can begin in our kitchen drawers. But if it's a deep revelation and a decision we're making, it needs to be a heart and mind decision. It's starting by making room in our souls to breathe and then allowing that to overflow into our kitchens and our bedrooms. So we think that we need to make this big impact, that we need to throw everything away um, and then we will find simplicity and minimalism. But the impacts are bigger when they are smaller and it's a daily, regular, simple decision that keeps us distracted and pulled away from the moment. Oh, sorry, is the call coming? Yeah? Yeah, the egg. Helen, she's gone. Okay. Uh, see. Mm. No, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Bye. Sorry about that. 
there's this this push and pull constantly in our lives that is is searching for our attention, searching to disrupt, distract us. Because when we are intentional about the moment, we give the person in front us of in front of us the honor they deserve. Yeah. And when we give them the honor they deserve, we give them the love of a father. Yeah. So you might think, oh, it's not too bad to be filled with chatter. It's not, it's not that bad to, to just be rolling with my life and doing what I'm doing. But when we stop and engage with ourselves and engage with the person in front of us, that's when heaven comes. And that's where true satisfaction comes. And form will always follow functionality. Our homes will look different. But a clean white wall doesn't mean that you are a minimalist. Don't feel the pressure for your home to look a certain way. If your home is bringing you productivity, if it's making you feel safe and inspired, then it's a good place. If you've ever been into Vanessa and Hayden's home, it is filled with art and rugs and furniture and plants. But you walk in, every space is full. But when you walk in, you feel safe. You feel inspired and creative. Wow. You feel like you are the most important person to them when you, when you walk into their home. Because they have a culture that is created within them of what is important. But I encourage you to, to get rid of stuff. It's very empowering. Charity, recycle. And then be intentional about what you bring into your home and asking yourself, yourself the question, what I'm bringing into my home, does this give me value? Does it help me do more of what really matters? Like a dishwasher. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've moved out of our house um, for six months. Uh, the home that we built to fit us perfectly as a family. We moved out of the house to rent it on Airbnb so we can make a little bit of more money so that we can invest into another property. Long story short. Now we're staying in a smaller home. And it's absolutely fine. We love it because there's always a bigger vision over there and we can see the big vision. So we're fine. But it doesn't have a dishwasher. And it's so frustrating because we, 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 we start debating like who's gonna, who's gonna wash dishes next. And um, it always seems, always seems to be me. Um, yeah, dumb. It's the truth though. It is Mother's Day. Yeah. Let's just read through um, Matthew 22. Also beautiful, beautiful word. It's from the disciples and they're asking Jesus a question. Teacher, is it up there? 
Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Passion, passion translation. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you. This is the great supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. All the meaning of all things just come straight down to this beautiful piece of word. Love the Lord your God with all of your passion. Such a good question to ask. Lord, how can I love you more? Mm. Increase your love within me for you. Yeah. Just invade my mind and my heart and my body. Just show up in my life, Lord. Oh, Jesus calls us into such a, such a satisfying relationship with Him. Yeah. We are born with needs that need to be met. And we will always have needs that need to be met. And later on in life, we will, we will search for places for our needs to be met. And sometimes we, we forget that there's the greatest level of satisfaction in the Father's love. Yeah. Yeah. The question I've been we well, asking ourselves is, are we cushioning our lives so much that we are unable to realize our desperate need for the authentic, heavenly Father love? Wow. Am I cushioning myself and my life so much that I'm unable to realize my desperate need for an authentic father and his heavenly love. That's why it's so good to go to different places. So good for me to pop out of my mommy bubble and start working. Because I realized that, oh, wait a minute, there are people out there that just don't know the Lord. There's people that are desperate for this satisfaction. And number three, culture of staying present. So you're reading the last little bit there. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. So we need to stop and be curious surrender to be directed by the love of God. We need to stop and be curious and be surrendered to be directed by the love of God. And be careful because we can easily slip into a self-obsessed culture in the way that we think. Renewing our minds daily is already a very clear message that it's never too late to start again. Very good. 
So we say to shame behind me, yeah. I'm renewed daily. Yeah. I have a fresh start daily. Thank you, Lord. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within us so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. So no, 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 so no wonder we don't give up. We even though our outer person, so this is your beauty secret, gradually wears out. Our inner being is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. I'll read that again. Let's just stay present. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison because we don't focus our attention on the seen but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, for what is unseen or for the unseen realm is eternal. So though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day by day. Yeah. T and I were having a conversation at school pickup this week about how outwardly we are fading away. <laughs> and try to share some some beauty tips. How to smile so you don't see my wrinkles. <laughs> um, but it's such a real thing. I'm four years till 40 and I'm having an early midlife crisis and this is where this message births from because I'm realizing that my body is fading away. But thank you, Lord, I can be renewed day by day in with me. So what does it look like to be renewed? So that by growing older, we are actually growing younger. But there's a very physical dimension to our existence. And yet there's an essence to you and I that's a raw sense of purity. Yeah. We are being renewed and we're getting younger and younger and younger. This church should be looking fantastic. Because we have the secret to be looking great. What does it look like to be that kind of person in the world when you show up and you can say whatever age you are and say, I'm only getting started? Mm. Justin Timberlake, he's a doctor though. Did you know that? Uh, I'm not going to No. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, he's, but he's a doctor of music. But he, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's only getting started. Good old Justin. He's uh, achieved a lot in his life. And it's a good question to ask ourselves. If I'm just getting started today, what will I do with my life? Yeah. Where is life going? Yeah. Is it going down? Is it, is it just downhill from here? Please, Lord, no. (laughs) 
Or am I just getting started? Am I filled with passion? Am I living in the moment? Am I grabbing what's holding in front of me? Am I saying, life, shake it up? Every year is a countdown. That is reality. But what if we counted the other way around and we allowed ourselves to be inspired by just getting started? And I know that having kids, it's so overwhelming because you feel as if the walls are closing and it becomes very internalized. So this message is, I'm preaching it to myself because daily, numerous times, I have to remind myself that life is so much bigger than my three-year-old's tantrum right now. It's so much bigger than this punami that Gabriel has made. <laughs> the other day we took his nappy off two days ago and he pooed on the floor it w- and then he picked it up <laughs> and he smashed it between his fingers <laughs> and then you say to yourself I'm just getting started <laughs> so it's having a present moment culture Honoring the presence. I want you to see what else I have. Um, honoring the present moment, being intentional and authentic to yourself and to the, the person that you are engaging. And Holy Spirit. We can have a quiet time, but if we are doing it with our phones next to us, pulling us away, oh, What am I saying? What is more important to me in that moment? See, we have an option. We can be living overwhelmed in our circumstances, never fully engaging and being curious because we don't have the capacity for others. That's another thing is is when we're feeling overwhelmed, we we just can't handle, hey? It's just like, I can't handle right now. Just can't handle. But living surrendered to the will of God, living engaged in honoring our present moment and allowing our future to be in His hands, we are able to love, which is the greatest command of all. Helen? That's not me, guys, I promise. That's not a test. (laughs) Perfect comedic timing, okay? The Lord tested the Lynn. She said the problem is she doesn't know how to put her phone on silence. (laughs) Stay curious, stay surrendered, stay present. Um... Can we get some music and we'll just wrap it up? So I want you to put everything down. Let's stand.
Let's close our eyes and let's just receive. I think this is a message for us all just to bring us back to ourselves. If you are feeling overwhelmed right now in life and anxiety is really fighting and pulling you away from from living your best life. Just want you to raise your hand and when I come and pray for you, or you can come forward. But Jesus, we just thank you so much that you are so much more than we could ever imagine that you have so much more for our lives and that it's a continuing adventure and discovery of you. Thank you that our lives with you are just getting started. I pray for your hope to invade our hearts and minds right now and to reinstill passions inside of us that we might have forgotten or put aside. you to ask yourself a question now I'm just going to stay still for a moment what areas in my life need the father's love to declutter and inwardly transform what areas in my life right now father God do I need you to declutter and inwardly transform drawing in and drawing near. for each of us this morning, wherever 
we find ourselves. And Jesus says in John, I think it's John 10, he says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life, and life in all its fullness. And I feel that for some of us, what the enemy has tried to do is try to steal our focus or our devotion. He's tried to kill our dreams or our self-confidence. And he's tried to destroy the very desires of our hearts and the hope that we have for this life, this renewed life that Claire was talking about. And I believe what the Spirit wants to do is He wants to breathe a life into each of those areas. So that life in all its fullness might not look like the fullness that the world around us so encourages us to run after, but life in its fullness looks like the Father, the Spirit, and the Son breathing within us faith, hope, and love. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to bring life where we may have partnered with words of death. And right now we just speak to any places where the enemies try to come and kill our dreams or steal our affections of our hearts or try and destroy our destiny or the things that you've called us to to walk in. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin to breathe the fullness of life. As we surrender these areas of our hearts to you, Lord. For some of us, we need to just take this and be like Claire and just go and write down what we know the Father's inviting us into. Be curious about the words the Father's spoken over your life. Be curious about what makes you come alive. Be curious about those things that you dream about when you are in His presence.
Yeah.